Well, since I can't preach on the triumphal entry now. Oh, I know it. I know it. It's just all good. Does anybody just really need the Lord? Listen, let me tell you. I need the Lord. Do we know how much we need the Lord? More than we know. Larry Rogers asked us to pray for his granddaughter. She's pregnant, had a stroke, and critical in the hospital. You know, they know they need the Lord. There comes a time we all get in that place. But you know what? I don't have that emergency this morning. I pray for his granddaughter. But let me tell you, I know I need the Lord. I need a touch from the Lord, don't you? Amen. A Holy Spirit. Revelation of what God is doing in the earth and what He wants to do in and through us. You know, we sing that stop, who can stop the Lord Almighty? Let me tell you who can stop Him. You can stop Him. You can just say no. You wish you hadn't him. But you can. You bring in your family tomorrow night? Praise God. She's got four or five coming with her. Get signed up for Passover. We'll make room for you. Tell Deanna you want to come tomorrow night. We're going to have a good time. We're going to celebrate. We do celebrate his revelation. His resurrection. You know what? I... I pray the Lord plants the cross in our hearts. I was praying this morning. I said, Lord, I ask you to plant it on Main Street and Sky Took. And I even told him just where to put it. Down there, kind of bekindles and along in there. Plant the cross. I pray the fear of God over us. Because we need the Lord. Lord, we just bless you. We just bless you. There's a man used to come here. In fact, uh, David Boggs and I had uh, breakfast one time with this guy and his dad and asked him why he didn't come. And he said uh, he got tired of me asking him when he was going to get married. He's living with this guy. We wanted him to help him. They're good people. Listen, we need the Lord. We need to walk in His ways. He's got things for us. Now, there's a lot of things going on in our land. Have you saw Nike's Satan shoes with human blood? Oh, yeah. And also, uh, the state attorney of... Uh, Massachusetts has announced they will no longer prosecute prostitution, drug abuse, or other lower-level crimes. Go do what you want to. I won't get you is what she said. Does America need the Lord? What about the pastor that got killed in Ada this week? His wife's boyfriend 
killed him. They'd been having a threesome and then things changed and he just got back off a mission trip. But everything's not what it seems. But I appreciate real people that are walking out with God. And listen, God wants people just like us. You don't need to speak King James English. You don't need to have a verse for everybody. You just need to be who God says you are. Just walk it out. Be who God's called you to be. I still love my, I'll show you my cartoon at the barn. These two old guys sitting out, cowboys, look like Jess and I, eating beans and it's kind of raining. And one said to the other, if God didn't want fellers like us, he wouldn't have made fellers like us or gals like you. There's hope for all of us. He's got a plan and purpose. Bob, he's got, he's got plans for you, more than you know. But you know, there's a little ship stopping up the Suez Canal. And it's so big, they can't move it. And it's already shut down 10% of the world trade. I'm telling you, it's serious. They can't go either way down there. Ships are just backed up. See, everything runs smoothly sometimes, but things happen. Things happen in our lives. Things happen in our nation. And we need to keep crying out for the government of this nation. We need to keep crying out for it. He's left it with us. Lord, we just bless you and we praise you and thank you. I want to read you an Oswald Chamber statement here this morning. I read this yesterday. <clears throat> Compare this week in your spiritual life with the same week last year to see how God has called you to a higher level. So this Passover, resurrection time is a good time. You can remember where you were a year ago. Let's be sure we're gaining on it. We're allowing Him to move us. You don't judge your life by anybody else's, just by His standard that He has for you. Your growth in grace is not measured by the fact you haven't turned back. And I've heard people say, well, I haven't turned back anyway. That means they're not doing anything. Your growth in grace is not mentioned by the fact that you haven't turned back but you have an insight and understanding in where you are spiritually. I tell you, I, I think, you know what God's saying to us this morning? Let's come up higher. Yes. Let's come up higher. Lord, I want to come up higher and meet with you. Yes. He may change some things in our lives. I told you, I know Robert Henderson recently said the Lord told him there was something he wanted him to do. But he said, there's something I want you to stop. And he said, what he wanted me to stop wasn't sin. It was just something I enjoyed. Maybe it was just something took a lot of his time. I don't know. He didn't say. You know, but he, he didn't really want to just give it up. But he wanted to go higher with God, so he's willing to give it up. Yes. Choices that we make. Choices that we make.
Lord, we just need you and bless you. Well, <clears throat> we had to have the triumphal entry so Jesus could get to Jerusalem. He'd been to Jericho, and he's coming with the disciples. And he says, hey, Chris, you and Eddie, go to Avant and get that donkey. That's my version of it. That's what he said. Now, Jesus spoke prophetically. Was the donkey there when he got there? It was there. He said, you just tell them that I need it, and they'll let you have it. The guy said, why are you do doing my donkey? He said, the Lord needs it. Oh, okay. Listen, you've got some things God needs. He needs you. We're the donkeys. We're the ones he needs. He needs us. Maybe that's why it said, you didn't choose me. <clears throat> I chose you. I've called you. I've ordained you that you'd go forth and bear fruit and that that fruit would remain. He's called us. <clears throat> so he had, to come, he had to come riding in. That was about Saturday so he could be crucified on Wednesday. Now you think about living that life for about 30 years and knowing the only reason you were on earth was to go to that cross. That'll put the cross in your heart. That'll put the cross in the heart of that friend that you've got that you know uh, doesn't know Jesus. I've got a preacher friend. I had lunch with him this week. And he said, I've got an, I, he's mentioned him before. He said, I've got an atheist friend. He says, one of my best friends. He said, we've talked for hours. He just don't see it. But he's a good person. But there's people that need to come to the Lord. There's people that aren't atheists, if we'll share the Lord with them, that'll be open to the Lord. And this, <clears throat> this time of the year, there's more people got the Lord on their hearts probably than any other time just because they're thinking about Easter. And I'm telling you, it's, it's not bunny rabbits. He's the coming king. And let's just welcome him. Let's welcome him into our hearts and our lives because he's going to come in someday. He's, going to, he's not going to take sides. He's going to take over. We just want to be sure we're on his side. You know, but... Lord, I, I love these stories. Go get that donkey. But you know when he rode in? You know why he had to go get that donkey? Zechariah had prophesied 520 years before, your king will come in riding on a donkey. If you want to stone somebody because their word hadn't come true yet, remember that story. Zechariah may have died wondering, God, what was that donkey deal? <laughs> no, I believe he saw that and prophesied it. Prophesy to somebody. Just tell them you love them and you're praying for them. Just bless them. But when he comes in, we need to be like the people. Blessed is the king. 
I'm in Luke 19, verse 38. Blessed be the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory to the highest. What's wrong with shouting to the Lord? That's where they, they were laying their coats down. Their new Easter Sunday coats, they were laying them down on the road for the donkey to tread on. And you know what? They wasn't worried about their coats. They were honoring their king. Where your treasure is is where your heart is. Their treasure wasn't in their coats. Their treasure was the one coming riding in on that donkey. But boy, the Pharisees, the religious people don't like that. Teacher, rebuke your disciples. Jesus said, I'll tell you, if these become silent, the stones will cry out. The rocks will cry out. What was that song? We used to sing it around here. No, no rock going to take my place or something like that. We sang a song about like that. <clears throat> we talked about these little stones. They carry the music and the words and the things that were proclaimed here last week. They're carrying the sounds here this morning. I thought about this building. I thought about these chairs. I thought about Lester Summerall. Some of you may remember him. He preached here one time. His sound is still reflected in here some way. Don't tell them how many times Bobby Connor or Kent Maddox or Little Lawrence, whoever you've liked that's been here, our words. This building is full of the, the sounds of the Lord. You can just walk in here and get quiet and you can hear the Lord. Hmm, He's here. He's not to hold up. He's waiting on us. And then Jesus wept over Jerusalem. Lord, are you weeping over Sky Took? He says, you, uh, he probably says, you need to be weeping over Sky Took. He said, if you had known in this day, even you the things which make for peace, but now they're hidden from your eyes, for the days will come when your enemies will throw up a barricade against you and surround you and hem you in on every side, and they will level you to the ground and your children within you, and they will not leave in you one stone upon another because you did not recognize the time of your visitation. Now that happened to Jerusalem. That happened to Jerusalem. Listen, we don't want to miss our day of visitation. Well, what's our day of visitation? Christy, it's every day. Every day. Listen, we don't need church today. We don't need God just today. We, we need to have church every day. We, we need to be with God every day. I and Jesus, I and Dixie, you and I, we can have church. It's not just a once a month, once a week time. It's walking, just knowing He's with you. Just knowing you're His idea. And He's called you and He's got a plan and purpose for you. Only even loves us. Isn't that great? See, why are we here? 
if he didn't create it, it's for his purpose, his plan. So he cries out over Jerusalem. Then he entered the temple, drove out those who were selling. He said, isn't it written, my house shall be called a house of prayer? And you've made it a robber's den. I want this to be a house of prayer. I've been enjoying our Sunday mornings. Ones that get here early, we've been coming down here about 10, 15, or maybe a little bit before, going over the prayer request and, and just praying and blowing the shofars and just welcome the Lord. That's what those people were doing that day. They were yelling out, Hosanna to the highest. Here comes our king. They were throwing everything down before him. They were preparing the way for the Lord. He's coming. I, I tell you, just get to know this God. He's good. Get signed up for Passover. I want to read you a verse that we read usually at Passover. It's in uh, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 5. I want to start with verse 7. <clears throat> Clean out the leaven so that you may be a new lump just as you are in fact unleavened for Christ our Passover has been sacrificed. Well, we take that leaven means sin. We need to get rid of our sin. It's a good time to really be right with the Lord. Well, let me tell you, that's true, but every day is a good day to be right with the Lord. But we don't know what all that, that's talking about more than Passover. When you back up in this chapter, <clears throat> he's writing to people he knows, and he says, uh, hey, by the word, I've got word that there's immorality going on in the church. And he said, it's not just immorality. This immorality does not even exist among Gentiles. That someone has his father's wife. In other words, someone's living with his stepmothers. Kind of what it's about. It's not just a one-time affair. They're in a relationship. And he said, you've become so arrogant and have not mourned instead so that one who has done this deed would be removed from your midst. For I on my part, though absent in body, but present in spirit, have already judged him who has so committed this as though I am present. In the name of our Lord Jesus, when you are assembled, and I with you in the spirit, with the power of our Lord Jesus, I have decided. Now, he's got authority to deliver such a one to Satan for the destruction of his flesh, so that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. So he's talking about a saved person that's got into this relationship. And he said, uh, verse 6, it says, your boasting is not good. Now I had to really think about that. He said, you're saying, oh, we're so loving. 
We forgive you, brother. We hope you change. I thought about seeker sensitive. They just didn't want to deal with it. You know, we had that happen one time. One of our guys moved in a married woman with him. And uh, anyway, we had a little meeting here about it publicly and dealt with it. And he later came back and repented. You know, there, there's things that need to be judged. This is still going on in Skytook. In fact, this is going on in Ascension Church. You can leave your spouse, go get with somebody else, not be divorced, or get pregnant. It needs to be dealt with. That's what he's talking about, the leaven. He's saying, get rid of the old leaven. He's saying, kick that guy out. Right? Now, later... He did come back and say, when he repents, you bring him back in. He's a brother. Oh, you think this is hard? Is that not Scripture? It's a little different than this is our Passover lamb and just going. We've got to read the verses before and after. Listen, we're called a holy life. It's obviously not you I'm talking about, but it's true in the Ascension Church. God will deal with it. God will deal with it. We'll deal with it if it comes here. See, now it's just easier to go somewhere else and go to church. It's just easier. We don't want to fess up. We don't want to come back and say, hey, I'm the one that's wrong. I want forgiveness. We've had people stand here and say, we were wrong, forgive us. I mean, we've all bowed here and said, we're, we're wrong in some ways. Come on. Sin is sin. But I just thought about, we've read this so many times. Your boasting is not good. Don't you know a little leaven leavens the whole lump of dough? So if you just put up with it, you'll get worse. Everybody will think it's okay. And that's, that's about where it is. Amen, Dixie. <laughs> Clean out the old leaven. That's where it said. I read it in another translation. It says, throw that guy out. So that you may be a new lump, just as you are, in fact, unleavened. For Christ, our Passover, also has been sacrifice therefore let us celebrate the feast why are we having passover it says celebrate the feast lord bless you we bless you we celebrate don't celebrate with old leaven nor with the leaven of malice and wickedness but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth there's a, in uh, 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 20, he told Timothy, there's two guys, he'd already turned them over to Satan. <clears throat> Paul knew how to deal with it. You talk about, they'll say, yeah, I'm going to go to the big guy, the big boss in your company or something. No, I'm telling you what, Paul knew who to go to. He was calling divine order. And I, I declare we need to 
Holy Ghost divine order in the church. We need holy, you know why we don't? We don't have Holy Ghost divine order in our homes. We don't have them on our jobs. Lord, we declare this is a house of prayer. And we declare we do have divine order here in Jesus Christ's name. God's God. We wonder why God's not doing the things we want Him to do. Lord, we just bless you. Let me see if I can hurry along here to um, Hebrews. Hebrews, what chapter was that? I believe it was 10. Are you still with me? I'm not going to call your name. It wasn't you. Come on. This, this verse will fit you. All you that feel guilty. For the law, chapter 10, Hebrews. For the law, since it has only a shadow of good things to come and not the very form of things, can never, by the same sacrifices which they offered continually year by year, make perfect those who draw near. In other words, if this was under the old covenant, we come into a time when the high priest would once a year bring the blood of a bull or a goat into the Holy of Holies to pay for the sins that had been committed that past year. Okay? So we could leave our sins or forgiven. We'd walk outside and get upset with somebody and then you'd have to leave with that guilt for another whole year. Aren't we glad we got a new covenant? Amen. Okay. They can never by the same sacrifices which they offer continually year by year make perfect those who draw near. Otherwise would they not have ceased to have been offered because the worshipers having once been cleansed, say once been cleansed, would no longer have any consciousness of sin. Consciousness of sin. So if we still have a consciousness of sin, have we been cleansed? Well, we can still sin, right? So we've been cleansed, but we can still sin. And that's why I don't have to wait till next year to get my sins taken away. I can say, I was wrong, Lord Jesus, forgive me. And I can be rid of that consciousness of sin. Now, I'm you, this is a bigger issue than y'all are letting on about. Come on. Consciousness of sin stops us, weights us down. We wouldn't worship, but uh, I, I battle with self-condemnation. I don't do enough. I, I never measure up. And some of that's not God. If you thought I was perfect, I just told you I wasn't. I've never claimed to be. Ask Dixie. Consciousness of sin, though, stops us. Because all we've got to do is repent, 
1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, He is just. He'll forgive us. He'll cleanse us of all unrighteousness. We shouldn't be having a consciousness of sin. We're still looking back too much. You, you probably always can go back and remember, and I think Satan's good at reminding us of our past. But we've got to quit dwelling on it. Because as long as you have that consciousness of sin, you're stopped as far as being somebody in the kingdom of God. And see, we're not just here to partake from God. We're to be giving out for God. We're to be proclaiming for God. And the church has just come to a place of maybe we're just here to get blessed and then we can go out and enjoy the blessing and come back and get another blessing. We're to be a blessing. We're to go bless someone else. The Word of God this morning, uh, Proverbs says, the righteous are bold as a lion. I need to be bolder. We need to be bolder. We need to proclaim Him. If you got a lost friend, be praying for him. We're praying for a couple. Got to talk to them a little bit this week. But this consciousness of sin. And see, if you move on down, this is where when Jesus came, verse 5, when He comes into the world, He says, sacrifices and burnt offerings you don't desire, but a body you've prepared for Me. So He didn't have a body in heaven, but He come to earth. There was a body for Him. And whole burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, you've taken no pleasure. Then Jesus said, Behold, I have come. It's written in the scroll of the book about me. That's in Psalms chapter 40, verse 7. It says, I've come to do your will, O God. Have you come to do His will? <clears throat> we'll say that in the morning first thing. I've, Lord, I've come to do Your will today. Just What about the Lord's Prayer? Lord, Your kingdom come, Your will be done. In the earth, but say, in our lives too. Do that. That's what Jesus said. He just said, whatever you want to do with me. Verse 9. He said, Behold, I've come to do your will. He takes away the first <clears throat> in order to establish the second. What's this? It's a Bible. It's called the Old Testament and a New Testament. A testament is another word for the word will. Do you have a will? I have a, I have a will. I have a living will. This is the old will and it's the new will. Jesus Christ established the new will. We're going to celebrate that again tomorrow night at Passover. Jesus, on His last night on earth, partook of Passover. I've come to do Your will. He takes away the first in order to establish the second. <clears throat> we don't do away with the Old Testament, but we're not saved by the Old Covenant. You can't be saved by it. 
You can't be saved by the new. But the new points you to Jesus. The old points to him. <clears throat> but not in the way the new does. The new, in the new contains the new covenant. But the Bible can't save you. Only Jesus can. But the Bible points you to it. The Word of God says, Search the Scripture. For in them you think you have salvation. And they point you to me. Is what Jesus said. Verse 14. For by one offering he has perfected for all time those who are sanctified. I skipped verse 10. I want to read it. By this will we have been sanctified. By his will. Through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. For by one offering he has perfected for all times those who are sanctified. Are you sanctified? <clears throat> you know what that means? It means set apart for God's use. If you're set apart for his use, you can get over that consciousness of sin. You can get over that guilt of sin. What did Jesus say when he came? I've come to do your will. That's what he wants us to do. Verse 15. For the Holy Spirit also testified to us after saying, This is the covenant I will make with them. <clears throat> after those days, says the Lord, I will put my laws upon their heart and on their minds I will write them. He then says, Jeremiah prophesied that in Jeremiah 31. I've read that for a long time. After those days, says the Lord, I'll put my laws on their heart and on their minds and I'll write them. He then says, and their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. And we ought to be shouting like they did when they laid their coats down when the king come riding in. Their lawless deeds no more I will remember. But what I, I thought about in that, Lord, when is that time? When is that time? Let me tell you, that time is now. That time is now. There's not going to be another kingdom come until the ultimate king comes back. We're in the time of this is the kingdom of God for those that want to get into the kingdom of God. Well, if you've been born, the kingdom of God is within you if you'd get involved in it, if you'll get to know Him and let Him be who He wants to be in your life, their sins and lawless deeds, I will remember no more. I'll put my laws upon their hearts, on their minds. I'll write them when He says. See, we know what's right and wrong. We know. But you know, there's just times when we get sad and we just, we're going to go do it anyway. Lord bless you. Now, where there is forgiveness of these things, there is no longer any offering for sin. We've got to get over that consciousness of sin. If, if we're conscious of sin, then we know what it is, and we can repent and get forgiveness that quick. We can be forgiven. 
You won't forget it, but you're forgiven. He has no record of it. Get over the consciousness of sin. Their lawless ways I'll remember no more. Now where there is forgiveness of these things, there's no longer any offering for sin. He's not going to be crucified again. He doesn't need to be crucified again. He's done everything He needs to do. We preach Jesus Christ and Him crucified, resurrected. That's what we're getting ready to celebrate. His resurrection. We're not celebrating rabbits. We're celebrating Jesus Christ and the blood He shed on the cross for our redemption. As I said earlier, every day He lived His life, He knew He was going to go to the cross. You think you've got to, sometimes you've got a bad day, you've got to get up and do something you don't want to do? He had that every day. But he had the joy and the peace of God in his life. Going to the cross. But you know what? We're supposed to die every day. Paul said, I die daily. Reckon that old man dead. That, that old carnal flesh. Making, reckon that dead. Verse 19, Therefore, brethren, since we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus... You've got just as much right to go to God as a believer as anyone. It's called the priesthood of the believer. Go to the holy place. Say, Lord, I want to go through the veil. The holy place by the blood of Jesus. By a new and living way. See, it was a new way. The temple and the, and the temple curtain was torn in two, meaning it was open. It wasn't sealed off anymore. By a new and living way, which He inaugurated for us through the veil, that is His flesh. And since we have a great high priest over the house of God, praise God, we have that great high priest over this house. But you know what's more important to me? I've got it over me, over my house. You've got it over you and your house. Let us draw near with a sincere heart. See, that's not a heart that's conscious of sin. I'm trying to get some of you interested in this. <laughs> Let us draw near with a... I know everything else is more important. Let us draw near with a sincere heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience. See, he can... Clear up your evil conscience. You'll not be sin conscious. Thank you, Debbie. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is what? Faithful. And let us consider how to stimulate, how to encourage one another with our love and good deeds. Be good to people. And not forsaking our own assembling together as is the habit of some, but encourage one another. And all the more as you see the day drawing near. Do you see the day drawing near? I'm telling you, it's near. It's near. It's near. We spoke of a young lady 
Lord, if you don't help her, her day's drawing near. Lord, help her. Lord, show us our days. Show us how to number our days, how to be about what you're about, Lord. It's easy to say we're on the Lord's side, and I know you are. I know you believe Him, you believe His Word, but let me tell you, He's got more for you than you know. I want us to be dancing and shouting instead of fearful and scared and timid. We need to proclaim Him. We have the gospel within us. The living God. He's alive. It's easy to sing He's alive. He's alive every day. It's not just resurrection time. He's alive. He's alive and when your circumstances aren't good, He's alive. He is faithful regardless of your circumstances. He didn't promise you Mother Goose stories. He promises you He'll be with you even through the trials, through the fire, through whatever comes. He'll not forsake you. He'll go with you. He was with you when that car hits you on head, head on. He was with you. He protected you. He knows who we are. He knows how many hairs on your head. That's easier for some, but He knows. <laughs> he knows. He knows. He loves us. He wants us to be excited about Him. He's coming. He's coming. Let's get rid of the old leaven out of our lives. And then we won't have those memories, those we won't be conscious of sin all the time. Why don't we be more conscious of his promises? I'll meet your ever need according to your riches in glory. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. What about those verses? As for me, I shall be Hold his face in righteousness. I'll be satisfied with his likeness when I awake. Psalms 17, 15. What about those kind of verses? Romans 12, 2. Let's fix our eyes on Jesus. He's the author and perfecter of our faith. Who for the joy set before him endured the cross. Despising the shame. Despising being hung out there naked. And has sat down at the throne of God. For the joy set before him. Because he knew he was our redeemer. And our redeemer lives. Let's stand up. Somebody give him some praise. Praise. Blow the shofar. Blow him. Come on. Somebody give him some praise. Come on, Stella. Blow. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul and all that is within me. Come on, bless his name. His name's Jesus. Let's raise the lid on this place. Our God's alive. Our God's alive. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Listen, he's the one that redeemed your life from the pit and crowns you with loving kindness and compassion. He has satisfied your years with good things. 
Alan's going to start the music. If you've got a prayer need, just come. Maybe you just come to the altar and just pray for the rest of us. Pray for the church. Pray that we'll be the church he wants us to be. Pray for our Passover service tomorrow night. That's going to be special. Thank you, David. Lord, we bless you. We honor you, Jesus. We don't want to just give you lip service. Lord, we give you our hearts today. Come on, if you can't praise him, if you're burdened down, you're still sin conscious, you'll never be liberated till you give it all to Jesus. You need him more than you need this afternoon's plans. You need him more than that thing that's bothering you this morning. You need him. He's the way, truth, and the life. And no one comes to God apart from Jesus Christ. We bless you, Lord. We honor you. Holy and wonderful are you. Lord, I confess my need for you. I need you as much today as I've ever needed you, Father. Lord, I've come to do your will. Lord, we want to please you. Bless the Lord. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare, not for calamity. To give you a future and a hope. Then you'll come to me. You'll call out to me. You'll pray to me. And I'll listen to you. You'll seek me. And you'll find me when you search for me with all your heart. Jeremiah 29, 11, 12, and 13. Lord, we bless you. We seek you, Lord. We seek your kingdom. He's mighty to save. Give it to him.
Lord, we believe you to meet every need that we're bringing to you. Holy Spirit, come have your way. Just one answer. And his name's Jesus. Somebody come testify now about the goodness of God, what God's doing in your life. Well, I was blessed with some money the other day and from the government, and I had to give it back to the government, but I was blessed with it, and so I had it to pay the government, so thank you, Jesus. for Alan. He's got a foot that's bothering him. 
Lord, we lift his need to you. Which one? His left foot. Lord, we ask you to touch him in Jesus' name. Lord, touch him in Jesus' name. We speak healing to that. Lord, he needs his foot and we need him. Lord, I bless Alan as a faithful man. He's faithful to you, Lord. He's faithful to this house. He's faithful to me, Lord. We bless him. Lord, thank you. Jesus' name. Any other word this morning? Uh, yeah. Um, when we were singing that song that had the resurrection power, I don't remember all the words, but um, I could just feel something. I really got a lot of pain in my back, and I could feel that. And I know the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives within me. That's resurrection power for me and for Alan and for um, my friend over here has got a hip problem, Paula. And there's others that have physical needs. And we want to speak that resurrection power. Angie's finger, we're talking about that. Uh, we just need some healings, Lord. We, we want to draw on that resurrection power we just ask you, Lord, to, to deal with us, whatever we need to do or not do. I know we just need to believe you. You are the healer. Paula, you got healing in your hands. I can feel it. I just want to say thank everybody for praying. Uh, we had a, a good test result. I had a big, big uh, test this week. I had a... Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, it was... Uh, so Congress passed a new bill for us for what work we do. So we had to have a certification to actually do the work in the field. So I had to, I had to have somebody come down from South Carolina to proctor the test. So he's here almost the whole week. I think he left Thursday sometime. But we had a good, uh, uh, a good, uh, successful rate of passing. You know, we only, uh, it was just great. I was just thankful, and it was really uh, stressful for me. And Chas got on to me because. Uh, I gotta, I gotta take better care of myself. Really, um, I didn't know it, and I was having some issues, and I had like, I don't know what it was, 170 over 111 something with my blood pressure. So she said it was something with hyper something. I don't know. I'm not into all that stuff, but basically, she got me more involved to where because she said basically I, I don't need to lose you, you know, and stuff like that. And it was, it was a big thing. I, I didn't, I don't really have how you say episodes like that, but. I need to be more uh, more structured in how I'm not just eating, but just being a small business owner. That's it's stressful, and it can bring on anxiety and other things. So, uh, needless to say, I, I gave it to the Lord, and uh, I'm thankful for having a wife that actually looks at stuff like that. Because sometimes when I'm doing, I'm doing. I don't I don't pay attention to things like that. But I wanted to say as a testimony yesterday, I met with some buddies of mine. Uh, I, I actually play. Uh, football with some live church people on Saturdays and we have a get together and we pray and uh, we go over each other and he said a word and I actually read it the same day and it, it basically he said that you know uh, God took Egypt out of us but are we going to let Egypt come out of us are we going to let it come out of us and it just really hit me home because you know God will take things out of us but it's up to us if we actually you know lay it down and give it to him so I just thought that was really good it was a really good word and it's just a it's a choice and we have that choice you know so amen
Richard, we've got some plans for you. And you need to stay healthy, I'll tell you that. What else? Jackson, come pray for us as we go. See, Deanne, get signed up for tomorrow night if you haven't. Oh, we've got to set up tables and chairs. and Okay, all right. Lord, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for your visitation, Lord, for over this uh, house, Lord. We just praise you, Lord. We thank you for your Holy Spirit, for your Holy Spirit power. We pray healing, Lord, over each and every person here, that when they leave, they may leave changed. Lord, we praise you and we thank you. In Jesus' holy name I pray. Amen.